Okay. Good evening. Today we are learning Maseches Kiddushin, Daf Mem Vav, and we're starting five, six lines from the bottom on Mem Hamid Beit. We were in the middle of a set of discussions about a case scenario where a young girl got engaged without permission of her father. So the Gemara says, She got engaged against her father's will. She got married against her father's will. And her father is present at Sheva Brachos. So Lamaisa, she married a Kohen. What can she do? One says you're allowed to teach him, one says you're not. It's like putting vinegar on your teeth and it's like putting smoke in your eyes. Meaning, what are you talking about? How can you say she can be Ocheles Betruma, her father sitting right there? Doesn't make any sense. You, Ravuna, in a case of Kiddushin Deoraisa, you said she doesn't eat Truma. Here in this case, Lokol Shekin, all the more so she shouldn't be able to eat Truma. What kind of sheet is this? The Gemara says, you're absolutely right. This is an odd response for Shas. The Gemara says on the top of Mavamad Aleph, near in Divrei Talmud, it seems to be that the pushback from Ula against Rav Huna was a correct pushback. Tosfos takes issue with this on the top of Mavamad Aleph. It says, Mash Mahacha, the Rav Yirmiya Talmide, the Rav Huna, have a Vakasha Vachule, just a historical note. These are the ones that I typically do enjoy very much, but worth looking into so that there's clarity at least as to who was whose Rebbe. I can give you an explanation as to why it is that Rav Huna, in such a case scenario, would still say that she's Ocheles Betruma, that she's allowed to eat Truma even though her father is there. And says the Gemara, Mem Vav Medalf on the second line, She did something that made her into a Yasoma Bechayav. What did she do? She did everything that she wasn't supposed to do. She got engaged without her father. She got married without her father. And her father no longer has the rights to marry her off because she's already been married off. So therefore, uh, the halachos here are different, and we don't have to worry about her father's opinion. Her father's opinion doesn't matter anymore now that she's married. It's an interesting svara, an interesting svara in halacha, but that's the Gemara's concern, is that now that the father is no longer able to marry off his daughter, so therefore, uh, he no longer is a balshita, and therefore, uh, he says that she can be ocheles. Says the Gemara at the two dots on the top of Memvav Maralev, Itmar Ktanish and Iskad Shalola Dasavia. This is a case we've been discussing. Here we have a machlokas about getting out of this marriage. Omara ben hi ben avia After the Kedushin, either the father, uh, either she or the father can get out of this Kedushin. It says the Gemara, Vervasi Amar no, Aviha Velohi, only the father. The Gemara says that there's a question of Brisa brought against Ravasi. We're not sure who asked the question, if it was Ravuna or Ravchia Barab. Either way, the question was asked against Ravasi. Let's just get our bearings. Ravasi said that this Katana who got engaged without permission, but uh, that only her father can get her out of this marriage. We're going to ask a question on that from a Brisa. Uh, and this is from the story of Mephateh. So the halachos in the Torah, that if a man is Mephateh, a woman, he seduces a woman and sleeps with her. So the din and chumash is that he really should marry her. But if the father refuses, that only tells me that the father can break off, off the marriage. And the Brisa says, black on white, how do we know that she is included in the ability to break off the marriage? Talmud Lomar, we have a double language of ma'in, ma'in, ma'in. And therefore, says the Gemara, even she 
can break off her own engagement. If that's true, then Ravasi is uh, up against uh, up against the wall, because Ravasi was of the opinion that only the father has the strength to do so. Yet we see in the case of Mifata that both the father and the daughter have the capacity to break off the engagement. So Kasha and Ravasi says the Gemara Memvav Maralaf about ten lines down. Omar Lehu Rav Rav says Lotez Lu Don't go after the opposite which basically says, don't, you're barking up the wrong tree. Why? Because what would Ravasi answer in, the, in this case of the Mefate? He could answer, that when this man was Mefate, this woman, he was not Mefate her L'Shem Ishus. He was Mefate her L'Shem Znus, with no desires for Ishus at all. I don't need a Pasuk in Chumash to tell me that she's not halachically married. Pasha, she's not halachically married. It wasn't Kedushin L'Shem Bia. It was nothing. It was straight up Znus. doesn't matter. So Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yisak Lomar, what does this come to teach us? Shemeshalem Knas Kimifute. Very, very, very important din that would not have been mashma from the Psukim. We know that if a man is Mefata, a woman L'Shem Ishus, then he has to pay the Knas that the Torah prescribes for violating this woman. But what if he was mefateh or shalol l'shem ishus, but only for, for, for znus purposes? So that's the chiddush of the Gemara. Was that maybe in the case of pita shalol l'shem ishus, maybe we still need a pasuk, not to teach us that they're married, but to teach us that the man who was mefateh is still going to be held accountable to pay the knas. Amar le Rav Yosef, Yahachi, if that's true, then we've already learned this before. Hainu detanya, a quarter of the way down on Memvava Medalev. This is what the Brisa reads. Hainu detanina, I should say. We see from this Pasaka, which is a Pasak by Pitui, it's a Pasak by being Mefate, and the Gemara says, being Pita Lashum Ishus. If in fact the, the seduction, the violation was done, the Shem Ishus, Kedushin Lamali, I don't think a separate Kedushin. Elamaya must be that our case was a case of Shalol Shem Kedushin. That's a beautiful, uh, beautiful Marimakom. But what that also means is we have two Marimakomos doing the same thing. We have the brisa of, uh, we have the answer, I should say, that Rav gave. And we also have this line over here from this Tanina, which teaches the same things. So why do I need both? So Amr Le'abaye, as we close out this section before the new Mishnah, we need it for a case where there is Kiddushin Ladasavia within the case of Mefata, if the father is not interested, if the father is interested with all of those variations. And that is what the Gemara is coming to teach us, a Chiddush in that case. But Lamaisa, Lamaisa, there's no kasha on the sheet of Ravasi. We seem, as it seems from the Gemara, that we paskin like Rav, because the Rambam has a quotation mark on the fourth line of this page. What that means is that if a Tana, if a tana gets halachically engaged by herself, she can get out of the marriage by herself also, just by saying that she's not interested anymore, which is a good out. Seems to be that it's a good out. That brings us to a new Mishnah, but a new Mishnah with old information, because we saw it a couple of blot ago. The Mishnah says a quarter, a third of the way down on A man says, my uh, my dear fiance, I'd love to marry you. Here's one date. And then he says, I'd like to propose to you. Here's a date. He says the same sentence twice. 
So if there's at least a value's worth of a Shabbat Pruta in any one of these dates, then they're going to be married like any rules of Kedushin, as long as there's a Shabbat Pruta, they're married. However, if, if, if there isn't a Shabbat Pruta on any one of these, then they're not married. Even if in total, the two dates possess more than a Shabbat Pruta, but because he introduced each Tamar, each date with the word Hiskachi, so therefore we don't add them together. All of this is level one of our Mishnah. Here is level two of our Mishnah. If he only said Hiskachi once, and then he said, I'd like to, and he hands her three tomorrow in a row. So there the Gemara says, Then we do look at the aggregate. Then we do take the total value, even though even though it's the case that uh, any one of them may not have a Shabapruta, but because each time he gave her a date, he did not separate with the word Hiskachi. So therefore, they're all part of one Kiddushan. And therefore, as long as in aggregate there, there is a Shabapruta, they're going to be married. And if there isn't in aggregate a Shabbat Pruta on all of the tomorrow and tomorrows that he gave her, all the dates that he gave her, then they would not be married. And then we have a third case that's very unclear. We actually don't know what it's talking about when we read it. So we'll read it and we'll we'll be a little bit befuddled until we get to the Gemara's various approaches. Let's say that she eats them one at a time as she receives them. Then so if she's eating the dates one at a time, then the din is, she's not married until any one of them have a shalapruta. And we just don't know if that's talking about the Resha, the first case in our Mishnah, or if that's talking about the Seifa. But before we get to that, we have one more question. Who is the author of our Mishnah, who says that when a man says to him, and then a sentence later, he says, all the halachos of our Mishnah, this has nothing to do with our sugya, but it is a text proof to reflect the sheet of Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon is the author of our Mishnah. He's the one who is of the opinion that if you say he's kachi on one date and he's kachi on another, then it's two different givings. Where do we see a parallel to this? We see a parallel in regards to a shvua that I didn't take your money. If I say shvua to you, shvua to you, shvua to you, and shvua to you, then that's a valid shvua. But if I only say shvua to you, 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 that only applies to the first person. So here we see that Rib Shimon is Lashitaso. In our Mishnah, he's kachi, he's kachi. And in the case of the promises, shvua l'kol echad v'echad. And in regards to the last case of the Mishnah, where we said that if a woman were to eat each of the dates as she received them, so what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said if any one of them was a Shava Pruta, so then, um, sorry, if there, if in aggregate that, oh, what's the third case? Yeah, if there's any, if there's um, a Shava Pruta in any one of them, then they're married. So this is the part we're going to spend some time on. We're two thirds of the of the way down on Mem Vavamidalif, three lines into the Gemara lines. The Gemara says. Ahaya, when the Gemara says bazu 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 pruta ahaya, what case is that talking about? Is that talking about the Resha, which is Rib Shimon, which is Hiskachi, Hiskachi, where he said Hiskachi libit tomorrow and then he said again Hiskachi libit tomorrow and she ate them one at a time. Well, Ilema Aresha, if you want to say that we're talking about the Resha, that would be difficult because my area ochelas. According to the Resha, 
Who cares if you eat if she eats the food? Even if it's sitting there. After all, because he separated each of the tomorrows by saying he's kachi. So it can't be that it's the Resha. Then says the Gemara, it also can't be the Seifa. The Gemara says, three-fourths of the way down. Even in regards to the first one that she ate, even if it had been a Shavapruta, she wouldn't be married. This is super interesting. And Rashi spells this out, that when a man says, I hereby, let's say from an example, just put it in our parlance. A man is giving a woman six diamonds for her uh, Kiddushin. He hands her one at a time. She's not married yet. We need to make sure all of them are given in. On the In the process of him giving over all of the diamonds, so then it's only considered a loan at that point. It's considered a halva. If the husband doesn't end up giving all six diamonds, he only gives five, then it's a halva. If he gives all six, then they're married. Okay. Here too, the same thing is true. She ate one of the tomorrows. So so that's considered to be a halva. And the Gemara says, so therefore we don't really know what our Mishnah is. And the Gemara gives a very poetic way of highlighting that we don't know what's going on in our Mishnah. We have a table. We have flesh. We have a knife to cut the flesh. And we don't have a mouth to eat. What does the Gemara mean? It means you have a, a, your table is set, your Mishnahists are clear, all the cases are written out beautifully. We just don't know what the third case is talking about. So maybe give us a little bit of help. So the Gemara gives us a little bit of help. The Gemara says, Rav Ishmuel Amre Tarvaihu La'olam Aresha. Rav Ishmuel are of the opinion that really the third case of our Mishnah, the case where we had said in our Mishnah that if a woman was eating them Rishona, Rishona, that one of them has to be a Shavapruta. So there the Gemara says, uh, 10 lines from the bottom, Rabbi Shmuel say it has to be that that's talking about the case of the Resha. So the third case of our Mishnah is talking about the Resha, the case of And Velomi Boyakamar really is coming to teach me one thing that I know and one thing that is a Chiddush. Lomi Boya Manachas. I don't need you to tell me the case where the food is just sitting in front of me. I know the halachos in that case. Kaftor v'ferach. The ika shava pruta in ilolo. That if there is a total of a shava pruta, then they're married. And if not, not. Aval, what's the chiddush of our Mishnah? What's the chiddush of the third case of our Mishnah? Aval ocheles, ho'olu mikrava hanayasa, because she is getting hana from the actual date that she ate. Ema gamro mekanya nafsha kamash malan. Perhaps, even though it's less than a Shavapruta, she would be married. Kamash Malan, that that's not how we look at things. This is really interesting. The Gemara has a Havamina, that because she's eating the date, even though it's only worth half of a Pruta, but because there was Hana in the Achila of the half of a Pruta, that she'd be married, even though there isn't a Shavapruta. No, is that a crazy Havamina? That's not even normal. It's not a Shavapruta. And the Gemara says, Kamash Malan, you're 100% right. We don't hold that way. So this functions as a reasonable approach that we can say that the third case of our Mishnah is applying to our first case of our Mishnah to teach us a Chiddush about Achila. Ravami Amarno, Laolama Seifa, really the third case in our Mishnah is talking about the second case in our Mishnah. What was the second case of our Mishnah? The second case of our Mishnah is where he doesn't say he's kachi, he's kachi. He says he's kachi bezu, 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 bezu. 
So it says the Gemara as follows. How do we work out the Seifa case? How would you then work that out? Because that really shouldn't make any sense. The Gemara says, So what he says is that it's only true if the last one of the list of Bazu, 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 the last one is a Shabapruta. So in short, we have no idea how to properly understand our Mishnah. There's two pathways. We have the pathway of Rav and Shmuel, and we have the pathway of Ravami and the Idach Zil Gemara. You'll have to learn the Sugya in its depths because it's not clear from our Gemara how we understand. Omar Rava. Rava extrapolates from our discussions from this Mishnah, Shmami no Ravami Tlas. We learn three things from the Shita of Ravami. This Shita of Ravami of La'olam Sefa, that the third case of our Mishnah is applying to the case of Bezu Uvezu Uvezu. What are the three things he learns? Three lines from the bottom, Mem that if a person gives a loan to a woman, they are not married. Why? It's not hers. Where did we see that from in our case? That if she ate one of the dates, even if it was a kezayis, they're not married because he said, Bazu, Bazu, Bazu. So therefore we see Hamakadish Bemalve Enemikudeshes. As well, Vishmamina, Hamakadish Bemalve Upruta, Daita Apruta. That if a woman is proposed to with a halva and with a pruta, she is married, but her focus is on the pruta. We ignore the fact that there's a halva, no problem. That is number two that is learned from this case. And number three, as we turn to the top of Memvav Mebez, we'll be learning to the last line of this stuff, and we'll pick up tomorrow morning with a shear after the 745 Shacharis, most likely. We'll keep you posted. And we see that that when money is given over, that it needs to be returned. Where did we see this? That if a woman eats only some of the dates, and it wasn't all of them. Bazu, bazu, bazu. She ate one out of the three that he had done for Kedushin. Lemaisa, she has to pay back. And we're going to move into this discussion about uh, Maos Chosrin into a very, very, very odd scenario. The Gemara says at the top of Mem Vav is a halachically impossible scenario. Itmar, Amakadesh Achoso. A man proposes to his sister halakhically. A man proposes to his sister. So there's a machlokas here. Not about the efficacy of the kedushin. The kedushin is a zero. There's no chalos. There's nothing to talk about. A, a man cannot marry his sister in any way, shape, and form. The mechanism just doesn't work. But what happens to the money? Let's say that a man gives his sister $1,000 in the ruse of what happens to the money? This is a machlok as Rav says the money goes back. Shmuel says, no, she gets to keep the money. So if you're going to pull some kind of Purim shtick with your sister, you better be careful because according to the Shita of Shmuel, she gets to keep whatever you give her. Let's go through the Shitas. Why is it that Rav is Omar Mos Chosrim? Because Adam Yodeya, she ain't Kedushin Tovsin Bachoso. Everybody knows that Kedushin doesn't work with his sister. The Gomar Venos on the Shum Pikadon. He was just being cute about asking her to hold on to his money. It's just a Pikadon. So that money in due time is going to have to be Maos Chosrim. We assume that the mindset of the husband when he did this ineffective proposal to his sister was just a ruse to have her hold on to his money as a pikadon. 
okay, so be an adult and say what you mean. My dear sister, do you mind holding my thousand dollars for me? Says the Gemara, he was afraid she wasn't going to say yes. So he he just uh, confounded her by proposing to her, which is uh, socially odd. But nevertheless, the Gemara says that that's what happened. And his concern was that Lomikabla, that they would, she would not have received the money in order to have it as a picadon. And because that's true, he did this whole ruse. Lamaisa Rav is of the opinion it's a picadon. And in due time, that money is going to have to go back to the brother. Shmuel Savar, Ushmuel Savar, the opposite. Maos Matana. Why is it that we assume that if a man jokingly proposes to his sister, that his sister gets to keep the money with which the proposal was done? So says the Gemara and Mem Vavam at base, 10 lines down, 8 lines down. Adam Everybody knows that the mechanism of marriage between a brother and a sister does not work. Obviously, his goal was to give her a gift. So this is really almost arbitrary in its nature because they're highlighting the same point, which is that everybody knows that this doesn't work. Rav said, everybody knows this doesn't work and it's therefore a pikadon. And Shmuel, not Shmuel, yeah, Shmuel says, everybody knows that this marriage doesn't work and therefore it is a gift. Okay, so the Gemara asks on him, on Shmuel, then just tell her that you're giving her a gift. Why do you have to do this odd ruse of Harad Mikudeshasli? You're my sister. So the Gemara says, because Savar Ksifala Milsa, he wanted to give his sister money. But it was a busha. So he made a shtick out of it and said, Harad Mikudeshasli, the Elif Dollar, Zuzkadas, Moshe of Israel. And then she accepted it. And the Gemara is now going to bring a riot to the Shita of Rab and ask on Shmuel. The Gemara says, a, a fifth of the way down, 12 lines down, Masiv Ravina. Ravina says, Hamafrish Chalaso Kemach. If a man is mafresh chala at the wrong time. He's mafresh chala before the water is added. It's just flour. So that's not called being mafresh chala. That's not. That chala still needs hafrasha. So he gives over kemach. Eino chala. First of all, it's not chala. Begezel biyad coin. And we halachically assume that the money is uh, stolen in the hands of the coin. Asks the Gemara, why? Ve'amai. Gezel biyad coin. Why would we say that? Neyma, perhaps we should say, we should know, everybody knows that kemach, flour, cannot be used for hafrasha. Everyone should know that. And venasan, l'shein matana. And it was being given over, l'shein matana. This is, uh, I, I said this incorrectly earlier, this is, oh, you know, this is correct. Why doesn't it say in our Mishnah that it's l'shein matana? And by virtue of the fact that it doesn't say it's l'shein matana and says that it's gezel biyad kohen, that shows us that we hold like Rab, that when one does a transaction that halachically has no teeth to it, then we view it not as matana, but as chosrin. So that's a kasha and shmuel. Says the Gemara, that case of Rab where he says ma'os chosrin is actually not a good raya to this case of chala. Why not? Third of the way down, shiny hasam de We're actually concerned about one of the ripple effects that may take place because of this. Why is it that we were makbid that if I, instead of doing proper hafrasha schala when it was a dough, and instead I gave over the flour before it was ever made into dough, why is it that we're concerned about that? Because zimin is lay le kohen pachos kemach. Sometimes a kohen will have less than five fourths of flour. Uh, that is the appropriate shear. That's our five pounds. Basically, every quarter is a pound, which is a pretty big cup. 
So that's a lot of flour. We're afraid that he might not have enough. And Baha'i and this flour that I gave him, but I gave it to him too early. I didn't give him dough. I gave him flour that itself needs half Russia. And Baha'i, he mixed it up altogether. And he holds niskanu isaso. He thinks that all of the flour is niskan, has all been fixed up. That's not true because what I gave him, I gave him in the flour stage. That's not masukan. That's not that's not fixed up. That needs its own half Russia. And then that coin is va'asi lamech la so what we're concerned about, and the reason why Rav is strict about saying that it's Ma'os Chosrim, is in the case of Chala, he would agree that that's true. Taka, he would agree that we have to give it back, but not for the same reasons of Rav and our Mishnah, but because over here we're afraid that the Kohen may end up eating Tevel. So says the Gemara, why would you ever be concerned about that? The Amris, we already said, Adam Chala Kemach. You have to be the biggest Amha Aritz in the world to think that you can be Mafrish Chala in flower form. That makes no sense. That means you should just buy six bags of flour and just give one bag of flour over and shalom al Yisrael. Of course, that's not how it works. Pasha, that's not how it works. Everybody knows that. So why are we concerned about this Kohen? So it says the Gemara, Yodea ve'ena Yodea. Yes, he does know certain things, but he might not know other things. Yodea, you're right. He knows she'in mafresh and chala kemach. He knows that we're not mafresh chala in flour form. But ve'eno yodea, the savar ta'amai humai, he might have made a mistake about the logic. Mishum tircha de koin, the tircha de koin achilte. Maybe the reason why was because it's actually going to be easier on the coin. If he's mevater in this case, maybe it counts as chala, but, uh, and therefore that's going to be a big problem. So that's why we uh, were very makbid in the case of chala, and we said that it has to be mos chosrim, has to be, otherwise it's dangerous. Says the Gemara, wait one second. Just say have truma. Just let it be truma. Not truma proper, actually. Here, truma is being used loosely. It's as a gift. When we have certain scenarios, a couple of which we're going to see tonight, when we have scenarios where uh, the chala is, is complicated, it may work halachically as chala, but you should also be mafresh mimokom acher. After all, milotzanan, didn't we learn this elsewhere? Halfway down on memvavumid beis. What did we learn? If a person is mafresh truma, min nakuv al she'eno nakuv. If something is nakuv, you have a flower pot that has a hole in it, that means it's connected to the ground. That means it's truma proper. A, uh, a kli that's eno nakuv, you have vegetation that's growing in a flower pot that has no hole in the ground. That is not connected to the ground. So the din is, if you're mafresh chala from a place of eno, from nakuv to eno nakuv, the din is that it's truma, but v'loto chala chiyote alea truma umaisari makamacher. But you still should uh, you still should be mafresh from elsewhere. So if we see that we can call a complex case chala, you can just be mafresh elsewhere. Why don't we say that in our case of, of being mafresh chala from the flower form? So the Gemara rejects this for one of two reasons. Number one, betray money tzais and bechad manalot tzais. Number one is that the kohen, when things are crystal clear that we're talking about two different baskets, you have a case of nakub and eno nakub. That's crystal clear to the coin, no problem. But Bechadamana, when everything is in one basket, which is the case here, he mixed my flour, which was given over in the flour form, too early for Chala. And whatever flour he had that might have been given at the appropriate time, that's too confusing. The Ibaisema, <clears throat> there's another reason why we didn't apply this rule of uh, in our case, we buy Sema two thirds of the way down. Really, the coin's going to pay attention no matter what happens. We're actually concerned about the Balabais. We're concerned about the guy who gave over the flower. He might end up eating Tevel. 
because he thought he was mafresh, but he only was mafresh in the flower form. So perhaps he wasn't mafresh at all. And the Gemara says, why would that be a problem? The Balabais should know, everybody knows, that you can't be mafresh chala when it's in the flower form. You can only be mafresh chala when it's in the dough form. So says the Gemara, uh, if that's true, then why would we be concerned about the Balabais? He should know, even if he gave over some flower to the coin, he knows he still needs to be mafresh. So to this, the Gemara says, as we saw earlier in regards to the Kohen, but now in regards to the Balabais, the Gemara says, He knows, but he also doesn't know. There's things he knows and things he doesn't know. So says the Gemara, time of mine, what is the reason why, what is the reason why we are concerned? So says the Gemara, That much he knows. Might not know the reason. And that, uh, the Tircha of the coin, he was Mikabel. So maybe we should say that his Afrasha is good to go. So says the Gemara that that's not the case. And therefore, we needed to uh, be concerned, even about the Balabais, that perhaps his Isa would be Tevel. Asks the Gemara, like we asked against the Kohen, we're going to ask about the Balabais also. 15, 12 lines from the bottom. Why don't we just consider this a gift? Like we saw in the case of uh, the Atitz Nakuv and the Atitz She'en Nakuv. Let it be Truma V'Yachzor from another aspect of the of the produce. Milo we have a brisa like this already. How Kimna betrayed, betray money, betray money tzayis. What are you talking about? Uh, sorry, I think I skipped line. Milo did we not learn a Mishnah? Mish'eno nakuv ala nakuv, truma v'yachzor v'yitro. We already learned about this. We have precedents for this, where we can be mafresh truma umayser l'mimakom achim. So why shouldn't we say that that's what's happening over here? Why didn't we say that? Said the Gemara, we already answered this. So kimna betray mani tzayis, b'chad manalot tzayis. Says the Gemara, we already established this. This is answer number one from above. And answer number one from above is that when we have two separate cases, kalim, like we have by Atis Naku and Atis Eino Naku, then the Kohen is going to be crystal clear. But Bechad Manalotzais, if everything is in one spot, that's not going to be crystal clear. Says the Gemara, Velotzais, you have a Kohen, he's standing in the base of Mikdash, he's a Tamar Chacham Nifla, and he got uh, someone was Mafresh him in the flower form. It's not going to be a red flag for him. What are you talking about? He's going to eat Tevel on purpose? There's no way. But non, after all, we have a Mishnah where we do see that this is not a concern. Let's say that I uh, have cucumbers. Kishus is often translated as cucumbers or some type of uh, gourd. And uh, the one that I'm mafresh ends up not tasting good. Or I have a watermelon and it's past its prime. So the halacha is truma v'yachzorvitro. We see over there that that's all one basket. All the cucumbers are in one basket. That's considered truma. So you can't tell me that a coin is not going to be tzayis when uh, the flower is given over in the flower form, which is the incorrect time and mixed with his flower. No problem at all. He's going to be a from guy. Says the Gemara, shiny hasam dimidoraisa truma ma'alyahi. That case is different because that case, the truma is a dindo raisa. Where do we see that this truma is a dindo raisa? Where you have a bad cucumber, a bad watermelon. How do we know that that's considered acceptable truma? Says the Gemara, Mita Rabbi Loi, five lines from the bottom of the page. The Amar Rabbi Loi, Minayin Latorah Min Haro Al Hayafe. How do we know that if a person gives the bad part of the produce as his uh, truma, that it still counts? That uh, the Shet Truma So Truma says Gemara Shenemar Velotisu Alav Chet Baharim Chem Eschelbo. You shouldn't have a chet when you raise up the that which you're giving to a Kadosh Baruch Im Eino Kadosh. 
If it, if it didn't count, why would we call it a chet? Pasha, that there's something actually happening here. We see over here that there is a valid concern, uh, a valid outlet, I should say, that one is able to be torim ra al hayofes. So therefore, uh, the Gemara answers with this distinction. We were bothered by the fact that the Gemara made a distinction that a Kohen will be stark about the, the halachos of chala when there's two baskets, but not one. The Gemara says that's not true. We are going to be concerned even about one. The Gemara says, your example of one is not a good raya because that's a dindo raisa. In the case of atzitz nakub, al she'eno nakub is a case that's a dindo rabbonu. We'll stop right here in the very bottom line of mem vavim at the words amar rava. Pick up emir to Hashem tomorrow morning. Wishing you all a beautiful night.